When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. EDC flip-flopping in a vacuum, they are keeping up with the evolution of what's going on Stop with the virus. Stop it! Stop it! He's a vacuum. Stop it! Where in Rima, ah. 7 till 9, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 107.1. Where's your mask? I'm indoors and I'm vaccinated. Yeah. Where's my mask? You're supposed to wear a mask. I'm supposed to be, supposed to be masked. You're spreading the COVID to those who are unvaccinated. Did you know the Alpha variant is different than the Delta variant? You're not as smart as I thought you were. Uh, yeah, and I'm gonna, you know, you're a Neanderthal. You're not as smart as I thought you were. Yeah, I thought you smarter than that. I'm sick of it all. You know, I'm just sick of it all. Uh, this is what we're being told by the crazy loons who are running our country is that you, Mr. Vaccinated, and me, Mr. Vaccinated, have to wear masks so that we don't infect the unvaccinated. But, 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 <laughs> exactly. but we don't, but we're vaccinated. <laughs> 83% of the people who are getting the Delta variant are unvaccinated. So what the hell's that got to do with me? But did you just hear what he said? He said, yes. there's a difference in the Alpha variant, the Delta variant. Still, I just say, yeah. Somebody on my Facebook page listed all the, the various variants that they're going to hit us with and when. <laughs> so, okay, you're going to chase this cat's tail for the rest of your life, or are you going to live free as an American person? What are you going to do? What you going to do? I'm going to be as free as I possibly can. Damn right you are. You know, I'm going to be as free as I possibly can. Sure. But you know, it, it, it's 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 it is becoming its own form of discrimination. Well, it's exactly it what really is. is. Of course, but it is. Rivera is calling you an arrogant sob, narcissist, narcissistic sob. Yeah, he's about this tall, right? You know, and uh, it, it's you know what's funny about that because he was on the five last night. You said that he said it's inappropriate in a sense to call somebody to say it's the demonization of the unvaccinated, right? But then he ends his statement by calling uh, the unvaccinated uh, basically pieces SOBs. of crap. SOBs. Yeah. And Joe Biden said yesterday, you're not as smart as I thought you were if but, you're not vaccinated. But it's not appropriate to call that demonization? Well, of course. I mean, that's exactly what look. Absolutely what it is. What it is is, again, just like they, they do on race, it's divide and conquer. So now it's going to be a war between vaxxed and unvaxxed. You, I don't know how many times I heard it yesterday. I heard it once. I heard it a million times yesterday. If you just get vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. I wouldn't have to wear my mask. You just get vaccinated. <laughs> get vaccinated. <laughs> I wouldn't have to wear my mask. I'm, not, I'm vaccinated. I'm not wearing a mask. What well, a bunch of crap, it's, man. It's all a bag of lies meant to control people. Look, I'm for the vaccine. I have it. You have it. I'm for the vaccine. Okay? I'm for it. But I'm number one for freedom. And the greatest thing that, that Americans have is freedom to choose, and they're taking it away from you. Well, it also makes more sense not to mandate it. And I'll tell you why. I was thinking about this uh, just driving in. Okay. The people who do not want to get vaccinated are not going to be more likely to get vaccinated because you mandate it, because obviously they have a problem with that sort of thing. I had a caller call up and say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah so that, so that, that's the issue. Which makes sense. All right. If if you're trying to get people vaccinated, come up with a good argument as to why they should. Well, but if you want to just say you better get vaccinated or you're a piece of crap, the people who are against getting vaccinated are not going to be any more likely no. to do it. Well, and the people who got vaccinated are waking up today and saying, if I have to wear a mask, why did I What's get vaccinated? The point, man. Why did I get vaccinated? So, so the people who who were the non-vaxxers. They're feeling pretty good right now because they're going, <laughs> see, see, I told you. What was the point? <laughs> you have to wear a mask anyway. You're going to have to lock up anyway. <sighs> uh, t- tomorrow, I'm, I'm getting whispered in my ear that tomorrow that he, and I mean, people are telling me this, not literally whispered in my right, ear right, right now. Right, right. People are telling me that tomorrow Biden's going to say all federal employees, 3 million, all federal employees must get vaccinated. Now, look, again, I'm for the vax. But American citizens should never be forced to do anything, take a, take a medication or do a medical procedure that they don't want to do. They should well, never be forced. And, and I think you mentioned this. It's interesting how the people who normally are keep your hands off my body right. want uh, the government's hands all over everybody's body on this one. Right. 
and a lot of it just doesn't make sense. Well, look, the numbers don't bear out, all right? So I, you know, I'm not a numbers guy, but uh, I did some numbers, some some running of some numbers and stuff like that. I'll give them to you real quick, real quick. So you've got 69% of U.S. adults have received one dose. You have 60% who have been fully vaccinated, okay? 60% fully vaccinated. Then you've got those who have recovered, which turns out to be 34 million, Mm -hmm. 34.6, got it, 600,000 died, 34 million recovered. They had the antibodies. So what what you're trying to tell me is all of these people, the, the vast majority, now have either the antibodies from getting it and recovering or they've been vaccinated and we have to wear masks so that the handful that are unvaccinated don't get sick. Yeah, that's essentially it. They're trying to cheat the next election. It makes, that's it's about it. cheating elections. That's all it is. This is all, it's, it's, it's all about cheating elections. All it is. If you care about COVID, I don't care what variant, the first thing you would do is what Donald Trump did and close the border. Doesn't give a That's, damn about they, 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 the, Millions of people are flooding into this country, are streaming into this country, and we don't know how many of them have the COVID, and nobody cares. It's all about you and me, and we're selfish because we're not masking up, even though we're vaccinated. And you, you piece of crap over there, you're not vaccinated, so you're selfish. And nobody says a word about the millions of people coming into this country. I did January 20th when Joe Biden turned him loose and opened up the border. Oh, I yeah. said it's the biggest super spreader event, and here we got a story right here. A Waterburger restaurant, La Jolla Police Department, were called when they found a bunch of people inside the Waterburger there in La Jolla who were coughing, sneezing, coughing, sneezing, coughing, sneezing. Come to find out that they had been put up at a local hotel, the Texas Inn and Suites, nearby the Waterburger, by Catholic Charities, and come to find out, apparently, they are COVID positive. And so we know for a fact, it is a fact, and this is something else that Geraldo lost his stuff about yesterday, because Greg Gutfeld said, you're bringing it across the border, man. Right. And Geraldo said, how dare you demonize all these great people oh, trying to come into this sit country? Sit down, Geraldo. Right. I-, I thought Greg was cool yesterday, and also he let the S word fly. Um, I-, I missed it. He did? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good on Greg, yeah, man. He-, he let the, and then he turned and he said, I'm sorry. And and you know Dana, sweet little Dana. Yeah, right. Dana Perino. Dana Perino. She turned to him and said, well, at least I'm not the only one now. Because <laughs> she's done it, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Gutfeld's one of those, probably the smartest guy on Fox right now, in no my opinion. No uh, next to Tucker. Next to Tucker. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, Geraldo is a showboater. That's what he's always been. Huh? He's a showboater, man. And uh, you, you, can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. You can't say the unvaccinated are selfish. And yet, at the same time, uh, maintain that you can't say anything about the people coming across the border because then you're a racist, right? Right. One of the smartest things that Donald Trump did, two of the smartest things Donald Trump did at the beginning of this, and you know it, know it, and so do I, was shut down the border with China and shut down all travel into the country from China and shut down all uh, travel into this country from from the UK. And these same people are saying he was a racist for doing that. Of course. So Robert says this on the Facebook page, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that a never-before-known invisible virus is hard to control or cure. Remember when former President Donald Trump said, we have it under control, one day soon it will go away like a miracle, when the warm weather gets here it will end. Well, like cancer, we may have to battle this terrible virus for years to come. Fact, some of our loved ones have contracted the virus and some have died. Some of us would give our right arm the same kids, parents, aunts, uncles, cousins, best friends. Better than a right arm, how about wearing a $2 mask? Don't regret using common sense. Wear the damn mask. Robert, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you want to get vaccinated, and I'm pro-vaccinated, I'm vaccinated, then get vaccinated. But don't try to control others. This is not, the whole point is, this is not about public health as far as this administration is concerned. It's about control. That's well, it. Well, control and cheating. It's, and, and plus, the other aspect of it, when people say just wear the damn mask because it's common sense, what's commonly sensible about it? Nothing. Where, 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 where is the evidence that shows the mask do a damn thing? Where's the science? Where is it? Doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. Fauci himself at the very beginning said it didn't matter. There is no science. You know, I mean, it's a, it is, the, the, the wearing of the masks and the vaccines have become a political marker. It's become a political di- de- definer for folks. You're either with us or against us. Uh, all of the source uh, uh, references or source uh, 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 um, uh, information 
if you will, about vaccine vaccines or mask wearing, especially mask wearings, uh, mask wearing has been what inconsistent. It's been poisoned by politics. So who do you listen to? You listen to yourself. <laughs> well, but that's <laughs> make what up your own mind. The, the most basic of all American things is you making a choice for yourself, right? If you want to wear a seatbelt, and I do, that's up to you. You're making a choice for yourself wearing a seatbelt. That's nobody else's business where you, whether you wear a seatbelt. Well, we have laws telling people that they have to wear seatbelts. I'm telling you they're going to try to institute laws to tell you that you have to take the vax. They're going, they're they're going, going to try there. to do it with the mask thing, too. I they're bet. going there. They're headed right, right. there. Uh, and, and they're getting there in a hurry. They're going to do it through business. They're going to do it through federal employees, apparently, tomorrow. They're going to do it through businesses, making you take something that you maybe don't want to take. Or, if you've already had it, you have the antibodies, you shouldn't have to take it. You it's up to, to you. you have, right, right. It's your choice. That's right. And, that, and that's the same thing with the mask wearing. And, uh, but the vaccine is what they're obsessing on right now. The very same vaccine that they didn't want to take themselves when it was Donald Trump's vaccine. Remember that? Uh, Have we all forgotten? Sure. (laughs) See, because I look at it from the, I always try to look at things from the perspective of what makes sense and what doesn't. Okay. And and much of what they are saying right now doesn't make sense. Well, check this out. So Peter Ducey asked Jen Psaki yesterday, if the vaccines work, why do I have to wear a mask? That's a a logical, sensible question, isn't it? That's a reasonable question. It is. If the vaccines work, why do I have to wear a mask? And she went, blah, 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 blah. And he went, no, 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 no. If the vaccines work, why do I have to wear a mask? Blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If the vaccines work, why do I have to wear a mask? And she said, basically, because we say so. Right, right. Even though it doesn't make sense. Because we say so. Because we say so, you silly rube. You little people, just do what we tell you to do, man. We got an election. We got a couple of elections to cheat here. Because we say so. Because we say so. Now, as you just pointed out, that's a great way to get a middle finger from most of America. Well, yeah. <laughs> Again, you show me we're mandating stuff like this actually works. Welcome to America, baby. You tell me that to do something just because you say so, you know what's coming flying right back your way. Right. <laughs> Probably two of them in doubles. In doubles, and plus I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Whatever it is you tell me to do. Back in a minute, more wearing Rima coming up. At Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC, they're on the job, always on the job, taking care of your plumbing, taking care of your AC. It's hot, and it's only getting hot. They're, they're talking now that next week we could be looking at some triple-digit numbers coming in. Well, whatever it is, your AC system is cycling on and off all day long, keeping your house cool and keeping you comfortable, at least it should be. If it is not, for whatever reason, your friends over at Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC can get somebody out there right away. You know, it's really important. They always talk about these uh, springtime checkups, you know. Springtime is past, but it's so important to continue that going even through the summer months. There's a lot of stress being put on your AC system right now, and Quarter Moon can put you on a maintenance schedule to maintain your AC to help you avoid any problems that could uh, could occur. Quarter Moon does this and so much more for you 24-7 at Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC, 210-651-5899. Here's that AccuWeather. Partly sunny today in 94. Tomorrow and Friday, sun and clouds on a high tomorrow of 93. On a high of, uh, of 95 on Friday, we're at set on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. We're not saying that wearing a mask is convenient or people feel like it. But we are telling you that that is the way to protect yourself, protect your loved ones, and that's why uh, the CDC is issuing this guidance. No, that's not why they're issuing the guidance. 722, where in Rima on KTSA. What you got, man? Just, just what we were talking about. The, the, the other uh, story, uh, and we started playing this live yesterday, is this uh, select committee at the House, in the House, to investigate, supposedly to investigate January 6th. And it, it really, you know, it, it was, it was. I mean, we can get into the Adams, the, you know, double shot of Adams crying, which was about as obnoxious a thing as I've ever seen in my life. But it really, you know, ticked me off. And it ticked me off in, in many ways. Uh, today, you know, Breitbart's reporting all these usual celebrity idiots are commending the Capitol Police, the four guys who testified yesterday. It was worse than uh, Iraq, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm not going to go into who they are. You know who they are. And I'm watching uh, the folks in this panel, and I'm thinking of all the Demopukes watching this thing. And it strikes me that all of these folks are anti-cop. <laughs> 
Uh, Occupy Democrats had a meme on their on their news feed yesterday. We're with them, showing the four Capitol Police. Um, these are the these are the same people. Occupy Democrats, which rose out of the Occupy Wall Street movement. All of these people have been working round the clock for the past couple of years to demonize law enforcement, to essentially put targets on their backs, and some of them, many of them, have lost their lives as a result of the anti-cop sentiment. Uh, uh, that has been fostered by these a-holes sitting there now shedding fake tears over four cops because the four cops are saying what they want them to say. It, it, you know, it, it was beyond just being stupid and obnoxious. You know, every cop in this country leaves their home every single day not knowing if they're going back to their families, all right, because of any interaction they may have with anybody these days, even if they don't have an interaction. We had a cop here in San Antonio, in Texas, where somebody just walked up right behind him while he's sitting in his car and and, and shot him. Because of all this anti-law enforcement rhetoric, we've got... Uh, Democrat mayors across the country who are spending billions of dollars or millions of dollars on their own private security while cutting the budgets of local police precincts and departments. And then they have the something I can't see on the radio. What? To sit there and pretend like they're they're just all oh, these these four cops, you know, they we have no idea what well, they, they all, held the line. You're man. not gonna find anybody more supportive of Leo than me. Okay? Right. I, I support law enforcement. Right. But I'm also honest enough to call out political hacks. And what you saw up there yesterday were four political hacks yeah. that were reading a script. Probably Rob Reiner or somebody in Hollywood wrote it for him. Look, when, <laughs> Pelosi probably you, wrote you, it. You're going to tell me that this cop, this Capitol Police Sergeant Aquino Gunnell, that was afraid of a guy with a pen, a writing pen, right. who searched for IEDs in Iraq and was more afraid of January 6th than searching for IEDs <laughs> in Iraq, that he wrote this. What we were subjected to that day was like something from a medieval battle. Oh, come on. We we fought hand-to-hand, inch-by-inch, <sighs> to prevent an invasion of the Capitol by a violent mob intent on subverting our Democrat processes. It was a prolonged and desperate battle. You want to tell me he wrote that? <laughs> no, he didn't write that. Hollywood scriptwriter wrote that. The other guy, Michael Fanon, the guy who beat the table. Oh, yeah, disgusting. Yeah, he said, I went to hell and back. Oh, I heard that. Come on, man. Now, All right, Audie. Come exactly. on, man. Audie Murphy, to hell and back, read the book, watch the movie. You want to know what hell was? Go to Normandy. You'll see what hell was. Was he the one that called it a meat grinder? Yes, he oh. He went on to say, too many are telling me that hell didn't exist or that hell wasn't actually that bad. The indifference shown to my <sighs> colleagues is disgraceful, and he beat the cow. I'm going to start sparking just thinking about it again. Daniel Hodges says, these terrorists, he was the one who called it a meat grinder. These terrorists put us through a meat grinder telling us we will die on our knees. And then you've got Harry Dunn, the big guy down at the end, who said, yeah, I voted for Biden. And then you go back and you look up his stuff. I heard that, yeah. Yeah. Anti-Tucker, anti-Laura uh, Ingram, anti-Trump, called Trump the racist in chief. This was starting in 2019 and all through the political year. He's an anti-Trump uh, guy who is just a militant leftist, and he was the big guy that was down there in the end. So, yeah, I support Leo, you bet. But I also call him out when there are political hacks, like the little bespeckled nerd that I believe was behind impeachment number two. Remember him? Oh, Adam Schiff, are you talking about? No, 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 the, the guy in the uniform, the bespeckled oh, oh, guy in the oh, uniform. Oh, 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 yesterday, right, And right. he was supposedly not the whistleblower. You remember him? Yes, yeah. From, I, from I impeachment number yeah, two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, you couldn't criticize him because he wore a uniform. You remember that? You remember that? The, I know, and these are people who normally, if you're uh, in what a the uniform, heck was his name? I can't think of his name. Of if you're in a uniform, you're awful. You're part of the military-industrial complex. If you're law enforcement, you're a racist. And you're just hunting black guys, you know. But when it suits them, when it suits, now I don't know what the motivations of the guys sitting there at the table was. I don't know if they were got to, or if they're being that's exactly how they feel, or if they hate Trump so stinking much, they just found the four biggest Trump haters that they could uh, amongst the Capitol Police, uh, then who cares, you know, one way or the other. But my God, to listen to people who are 364 days a year, anti-law enforcement, sit there and shed fake tears because they were protecting also the level of self-importance Oh, they were protecting us, and by protecting us, you're protecting democracy. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 
Well, ah. Anna, Anna crying was fake. You could tell that kissing her and all the rest of them. Oh, the, my God. They were crying away. It was all fake tears. The whole thing is all for show, and the reason they're doing it is 2024 is coming, and we don't know if Donald Trump is going to run or not, but that's what they're thinking, and they're trying to block Alexander Venman. Oh, yeah, 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 that Venman. guy, that puke. That what little a guy. puke. That you couldn't criticize Military. you couldn't criticize him because right. he had a uniform on, but I think he was the whole thing behind it. I think yeah, he did I the whole too. thing behind impeachment number two. We'll take a quick break. Uh, come back more. Warren Rima on the other side. I want to tell you about Amogee Bank and the real great family that are true banking professionals at Amogee Bank are here to take care of all of your banking needs, regardless of what they are. You can still bank in person, by the way, if that's what you so choose. They have more than 80 branch locations of Amogee Bank. But if you prefer the ease, the convenience, and security of doing it all online, they can do that for you as well at Amogee Bank. Whatever you need, whatever it is, they're going to literally bend over backwards to make sure your banking needs are fulfilled. If it's cards of some kind, debit card, credit card, whatever, they can help you with that. If it's a certain checking account or money market account or something, sure. CDs, certificates of deposit, yeah, help your money grow. You bet. And when it comes to business, nobody, but nobody is better at business banking than they are at Amogee. From A to Z, they've got you covered. Amogee NA, member FDIC. 71 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. You know, democracies are not defined by our bad days. We're defined by how we come back from bad days. How we take accountability for that. So, that's uh, Adam Kinzinger uh, biting his bottom lip. Uh, I thought he was auditioning for the Oprah show, really. Um, Warren mm. Rima on KTSA. Here's some headlines for today. The All headlines right. of today. House brings back the mask mandate. Threat of fines after CDC guidance changes. Biden mileage rule to exceed Obama climate goal. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Uh, Trump back candidate loses closely watched special election in right. Texas. Susan Wright, uh, Texas police learn COVID positive illegal immigrants sent to local hotels after Waterburger encounter. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. I know this is just some, sounds some, like the end of the world, man. Some, uh, yeah. It really it does. It does. Oh wait, wait here you go. Tampa police spent money on booze and lap dances during undercover probe. Like, that's the first no. time that's happened. No. Never happens. Shocking. Uh, let's see here. Anthony Bourdain's indelible image from 2007 and what he thought about it remembered by a photographer. Have you seen that? He's naked. He's naked. <laughs> Anthony Bourdain, he's naked. Got a very large rib or something? What is that? Oh, God. <laughs> what is that? It's some sort I of... I don't know. It's a very large... Um, <laughs> A tomahawk prime rib or something. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. I didn't look that closely. Uh, <laughs> Jennifer Lopez can't keep her eyes off Ben and Affleck. I tell you, man, her butt makes news. Alex Rodriguez enjoys birthday getaway in San Tropez with mystery blonde Jesse James and Aaron Decker. Um, we, we were talking about Gutfeld for a minute last half yeah. hour, you know, because he's great. And um, yeah, he also... <laughs> so... so Geraldo's going on and on about Simone Biles, right? Yeah, and he's yeah. going on and on about how great she is, and she truly is. I think, and I looked her up. I don't know her, but I looked her up, and her stats and her wins and her career, I think she's probably the greatest gymnast that ever lived, and that includes Ogle Corbett and Mary Lou Retton and all these others. Right, she, right. She's phenomenal. And she quit. I'm out. You know, She said she's having mental issues, and so she left, uh, which is another discussion and we'll have that, but she, uh, you know, they were all going around the table yesterday on the five, going, oh, isn't that great? I mean, you know, we, we're behind you, we support you, and all this stuff. And Geraldo goes to Greg and Gutfeld. The first thing he says was, "This is a national disgrace." That's <laughs> the first thing. <laughs> but, but, uh, and then, and then he said something I completely re- related with. He said, "I don't care." He said, "I don't care about her. I don't care about the Olympics. I don't care what's going on, and I'm not going to pretend to care now." You guys are pretending to care about this because it's a news story we should talk about, and the producers told us. But I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. That's what I've been saying from day one. It's like I don't give a crap about the Olympics. And I mean, so, uh, you know, and this is nothing about her. I'm not slamming her one little bit uh, it, right now. I may hear in a minute, but I'm not slamming her. I'm just saying. I don't care, and this didn't change my. I'm not suddenly going to act like this is important to me. I, I, I've said from day one. I don't. You know, the Olympics uh, have never interested me. They they don't interest me now. 
I, I think uh, a lot of people who maybe may have been into the Olympics before peeled away this time out because of all the woke crap. So you know, it's like I'm I'm with Gutfeld and you. It's like I don't okay. Okay, just keeping me up late at night. You know. What she was going to do, you know, I, I don't care. These are these are people uh, engaging in athletics and sports that I don't even understand or know about. You <laughs> well, you know, know I don't I, know what a shot put is. I, I don't care. What I said yesterday, what, what I said this morning, was that with nobody there and all that, this is like a, watching your neighbor's kid jump on his trampoline. Yeah. There's no audience. There's nothing. All you see is his head come up and then go down behind the fence again, and his head pops down and goes back. That's all you're watching here. This is this is nothing. That has any you know impact on my life, and the fact that whether she's there or not has no impact on my life. I'll just say this. I was brought up that if you make a commitment to a team, to a team sport, or like you and me, you make a commitment to a team, there's people depending on you then. You fulfill your commitment. You live up to it. Well, it, there, there's a couple of things about that that kind of got me, and I was talking to my wife about this last night um, that she said. And I told my wife, I said, we live in a... You know, in, in a sense, it's all about me world. And, you know, I don't know what she's going through. Again, I'm, I, don't, I don't know anything about her. I, 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 you know, I'm not into the Olympics. But uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a world where, you know, if I'm on a bummer, well, I need time off from work. Uh, if, uh, if I'm, you know, if I need to care for my mental health. And she actually said, uh, the, and this is, I think uh, this was a tweet after the fact. That sometimes you have to, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but sometimes you have to be more concerned about mental health than what the world wants us to do. Okay, she's the one who wanted to do this. She's the one who opted to be an Olympiad to pursue this, this, this life. Okay, the world is not making her do anything. And every time that, it, and, and this is a general example of where we are culturally and societally. Okay, when somebody's having a rough time, or, and I know because I've been through some rough times, it's always something the world did to me. And because the world is doing is putting all this pressure on me, I need to, I need a break for myself. And there, there's no, and I hate to say there's no work ethic, because for me it's a work ethic thing. It's like what you're saying, you know, you sign on to a team, you sign on to a team. But the work ethic of the young these days is my freaking mood determines whether I'm going to go to work today or not. It's- my freaking mood determines my emotional state is, should be considered above all things... Because you and I both have gone to work. I've gone to work over the course of my lifetime uh, when I was depressed as hell, when I didn't feel like doing anything, uh, when I had other crap going on. You know, you get up and you go and do your job. She started out by saying <clears throat> this had to do with the pandemic, right? She was, it was a whole, her mental stuff is a, is a holdover of the pandemic. Okay. Everybody else went through it too. Yeah. The whole freaking world went through it as well. But you get up and you put your big boy pants on and you go do what you say. You live up to your commitments. You go do what you said you were going to do. You know, I, I was raised in this business that people that are listening, they don't care that your wife just left you and your dog just died. You come in and you do a great job and you sound like it. You have a great, you, you do what you're there to do. And it's called professionalism. But, and, yeah. and that is missing. Personal responsibility and professionalism is missing in a huge degree. And and the only thing I would disagree with you on, it's not just a young thing. I see adults, uh, you know, older people, uh, middle-aged people, people our age, I see them mm-hmm. acting that way, too. It's, it's, it's a thing that they do. Yeah, I know. It really I, I, is. But it, it, it is something I've noticed predominantly in a, in a lot well, of young people. it could be. People. I'm not yeah, arguing who, with you. I'm who, just saying. No, it could who, be more who, there. But. Who, you know, uh, I can't believe they're making me go into work on for this reason or that reason. You know, my wife hasn't been to work in, in weeks because she can barely freaking walk. Right. You know, when I had a, I mean, I obviously took some time off a couple of times because of some health stuff. But, you know, you, you when other people depend on you, you know, not going into work because you have a hangover. Remember that crap from a couple of years ago? I they were do. arguing for if you, you need, you know, you need to have hangover days. I do. If you're too hungover, you yep. feel like crap because you drank too much, uh, you should be given time off. Nancy Pelosi. You know, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Sure. It's that ethic, I mean. Right. Right, you know what I mean. You, yeah, you you made a commitment. Live up to your commitments, and then and then when the commitment is over with and you fulfilled your commitment, fine. You know, get get out and go do whatever you're going to do. That's just my approach to it. I'm, I'm not necessarily just throwing down on her. It's the overall idea right, yeah. and the concept. Idea. Of, right, right. I could care less about her. I don't care if she stays or goes or what. I, I really don't. I don't. Uh, she looks like she's great and does a great job at what she does. I've seen her. I saw her f- do a flip and throw throw the first pitch that. out. Do you remember that? That was cool. That in- incredible, unbelievable. But you know, um, I, I, I look. I get I get the whole idea of having stress and depression and stuff. I came back in here 
under the, the most harsh of, yeah. of conditions that any parent could work under. Right, right, right. And, so, and every, you know, and, you, you do it. And I'm nothing great. It's not me. Look at me how great I am. You just do it. You just go well, in. It, it's, it's, it's the idea that it's, it's, it's not folks who go through something traumatic. It's, uh, it's a, 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 how do I put this? It's, it's an expected thing with that generation that their emotions should govern everything. 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 And there are times in life where you have to put your freaking emotions on the shelf. And you have to do what you have to do. Every or day. Or what you've chosen to do. Every day. When other people depend on you. You have to do it every day. And that's what I can't stand about that idea, that culture. It's yeah. not about her specifically. Right. Because I don't know. Maybe she has gone through some horrible crap. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. But it's that, it's that society-wide or societal idea that, you know, well, I'm having a bummer today, and I, my, my work should understand that I need to stay home and, and, you and just watch TV. You, and you don't get to do that. You, no. you have to get up and you have to go. You right. just do. And by the way, part two to that is there are many times that that's the best thing you could do. Oh, I, would, I would say every time that's the best. If you're on a bummer, one of the best things you could do is get up and get active and do something. Absolutely. Get moving. Don't sit there and think about you being on a bummer. Yeah, I mean, that's why I wanted to come back my, so bad. My life sucks. It's <laughs> awful. I have PTSD. Yeah. It's awful. Things are... Get up and do something then. Go. Yeah. You know, forward momentum really makes up for a lot of stuff that's going on. Forward momentum. Well, again, it, it, it. it's 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 we live in the world of, of social media where it's all about me, 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 me. It's all me. It's all about me. I know. I am the star of my own TV show. I'm the center of the universe. And how I feel about stuff is determines reality. And if there's a weakness in this country right now, that would be a biggie, yep. in my opinion. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right, quick break. More Wear and Rima on the other side. i got to tell you about Car Zeus with CarZeus.com, the easiest way to sell your car or truck. And you can do it today if you want. Yeah, with Car Zeus at CarZeus.com, you can sell it today. Now, they're not going to put you in a hurry. That's just whether or not you're in a hurry. You know, they'll move whenever you say, let's do this. Then they're going to be ready. So they're not going to be chipping at the, chopping at the bit going, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, sell it, sell it, sell it, sell it. That's not, hey, nah, uh-uh. No, they'll never do that to you. At Car Zeus, you log on, you fill out the little form. They send you a free, no-obligation offer back. And if it works for you, you accept it, and they can make it happen today. Or if you want a couple of days to think about it, well, that's cool, too. You know, you do what you do need to do, and Car Zeus will be there to help you do it. Sell your car or truck the easiest way possible. com. We do know that the science shows now that even people who are vaccinated and get a breakthrough infection can transmit. We want to keep the school. We were saying the country does. The CDC makes the recommendations. The local school areas make the decision. That guy wouldn't know science if it bit him on the arse, man. <laughs> 752, it's Ware and Rima, Trey Ware, Sean Rima, KTSA. That's, uh, that's the thing. Uh, to, to say that it is science now to go back and tell people Yes, you've been vaxxed, but you need to wear a mask so you're protecting other people. Right. There's no science to back that up. It doesn't make any sense, man. It doesn't, it doesn't work in any world. And, and so it's saying to the people who are the anti-vaxxers, it's saying to them, you were right. Well, you were right all along. We are engaged in a, a moment in American history where an entire, if you will, political thought, people who are of a certain political thought, are being demonized because look, you, you know they largely characterize the unvaccinated as being conservatives sure. and uh, Trump you know, well, you shouldn't tell me what to do and it's freedom, you know, like like what we say. Uh, and they're they're also doing it uh, uh, with uh, January six. I mean, that's all that that dog and pony show yesterday was. Trump. It's about demonizing Trump supporters and you know conservative Americans in general as some kind of threat, as a domestic, as terrorists. They've been trying to do that since January sixth. And I, I told you, I, I'd seen this, uh, these tweets by Katie Benner, who's sure. some puke who works for New York, Times. New, New York Times. And uh, uh, she did something that it really annoys me when they, when they, when they get caught or, or there's a backlash against something they, they put out there. She put out there, today's January 6th Select Committee underscores the America's current essential uh, national security dilemma. Work to combat legitimate national security threats now entails calling a politician supporters enemies of the state. She got a lot of backlash for that because you're saying anybody who votes conservative or voted for Trump is an enemy of the state. 
and she got a lot of crap for it, so she deleted the tweets, or she was told to delete the tweets, and then she puts this crap out. I deleted unclearly worded tweets regarding the January 6th committee hearing. She was unclear. That's why she, not that she was screwed up, not that that's a horrible thing to say, to demonize an entire section, segment of the American population. Oh, I just wasn't clear. I'm sorry. I got what she was saying. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. It's pretty clear. We have people on the Facebook page (laughs) over here who are saying, wear a $2 mask. It's the least you can do. Wear a $2 mask. It's the least I can do. The least you can do is stand up for freedom for people to say, no, you're not going to enslave me with a mask. You're not going to enslave my child at school with a mask. You're not going to lock me up at home. I am vaccinated. And they spent all this time, the entire year, Sean, the entire year so far, they have spent telling us the vaccines work. Joe Biden, one week ago today, told Don Lemon, if you get the vaccine, you're not going to get COVID-19. Yeah, well, that was a long time ago in this day and age, well, yeah. a week ago. I'm yeah. old enough to remember last week when he said it. Well, and so that's the thing is they, they don't, they, they are, they've been all over the place on this, and this is all about what's coming up next year and 2024 in the election and controlling the American people. It's the least you can do. It's yeah, the God. least you can do. But see, it's it's the virus. It's it's January sixth. It's the open border. It is all about the elections. In sure my opinion, of much it of it is about the election. The of upcoming elections. Of course it is. Uh, and then Saki's answer was because we told you. Because we're saying, because we say so, you should put a mask on, even though you're vaccinated. Now remember, and I even had a nurse call me last week. Earlier this week, in fact, who said the mask is to protect others, not to protect you. God, I get so sick of hearing that. Right. So what you're trying to tell me is I'm vaccinated and I'm going to protect the unvaccinated by wearing a mask? It's never made sense. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It sort of has to go both ways. (laughs) And again, Dr. Fauci, and I keep going back to this at the very beginning, said we shouldn't be encouraging people to wear these masks. They don't work. And we shouldn't be encouraging people. In fact, they have the opposite effect. And the only kind of mask that can possibly work is a medical-grade mask, which most people aren't going to have. I still see people every damn day today wearing masks that we have already been told don't work. And I'm talking specifically about the bandanas. And I'm not, look, I don't think either one of us are anti-mask for anybody. If you want to wear a mask, that's that's the American thing. See, what I am is the greatest of American principles is the freedom of choice. You can decide if you want that or not. Right. Well, again, make an argument for why people should do it. If you want a make mask. Make a compelling argument for why, but, but mandating, you if, know, mandating. If you want a mask, wear a mask. That's it. If you want to be vaccinated, get vaccinated. I'm pro-vaccination. Do it. Back in a minute, more wearing Rima coming up. I, I just, I think it's shameful. I'll call you back. I have to help these guys. Wearing Rima, seven till nine. News Talk five fifty KTSa and FM one zero seven one. Hill, what's up, young man? Well, every time I hear that quote from dear Liz, Liz Cheney, uh-huh. I imagine going into a court of law, and the first thing a judge says is, "Well, I think that guy's guilty." But uh, we're going to go through the trial anyway and find out, you know, just how how we how we pulled it off. Oh, sure. Because basically, this is an investigative committee that's not going to do any investigating. No, she, they, they've already put <laughs> got a story the, to they, tell. They've already put the conclusion out there. Scripts What's written. Trump's fault. Scripts written. It's done, you know, man. What a bunch of crap. And like uh, the guy said, you one of these hacks said yesterday. He said uh, something effective. Well, whenever uh, there's been a hit put out by a hitman, you want to go after the oh. the guy who put the hit out. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Grow up. <laughs> Eight oh six now. Where in Rima KTS eight? Now a local television station has itself in a little bit of a controversy. Oh really? Yeah. What is this? Well. Uh, it, uh, apparently, uh, KSAT chose not to renew the contract of E.C.'s Romero, right? And I don't know her, I, and I've never met her, and right. I don't watch the 10 p.m. news because that's when I'm waking up. Right. <laughs> so I don't know what, what the, her, her deal was, but apparently she was pretty good at what she did, right, as a 10 p.m. anchor. So uh, they, they didn't renew her contract. She put it on Facebook. Sorry, I got tears and uh, blah, blah, blah. They didn't renew my contract. Now, right. it's going on because you remember last year, Channel 4 – let a bunch of people go. Randy, Randy Beamer negotiated his way out, and then Delane Matthew was like, oh, mm-hmm. all these things happened over there. Apparently, it's going through that media. So, Julian got a hold of it, uh, her, her leaving, and Julian posts on his page, absolutely terrible decision by KSAT. She's the top-rated local anchor. 
The move appears retaliatory for her leading an effort with SAAHJ to diversify local news. San Antonio is 64% Latino, 75% minority, but you wouldn't know it by watching KSAT or the other affiliates, says Julian Castro. So it's a racist thing. He, you know, they're of racist. Of course. Of course it is. So the San Antonio Association for Hispanic Journalists put out a statement. This is what they said in the statement. So the San Antonio Association of Hispanic Journalists is shocked and troubled by the termination uh, of Isis Romero from her position as the longtime revered anchor for KSAT TV's Nightbeat. Her departure comes just seven weeks after SAAHJ released its diversity audit of TV anchors in which Romero co-led. So apparently she was, you know, uh, big in the, in the uh, Latino field. The audit revealed a severe lack of Latino representation among anchors in San Antonio's top four general market stations. It pointed out that only 21% of KSAT's anchors were Latino. Overall, Latinos made up only a quarter of all anchors at a time the report was published in May compared to a city where Latinos make up 65% of population. So their their contention is is that Latinos are underrepresented uh, on local television. I don't know. I don't I don't watch I, that I don't much local television. So really I really see that. <laughs> I see a lot of Hispanics on on local television. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. I mean, I, I it, it always comes down to race, right? It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> well, with Julian it does. Well, with Julian <laughs> he's unoriginal. He has no original ideas, you so he's got all, He must always default to race. Yeah. Because he's an unoriginal, artless little booger. He is, and uh, you know, and you I, won't and you won't find a browner Latino than Julian. I mean, a, a, not browner, a whiter Latino than Julian Castro. <laughs> that guy is white. <laughs> he's a white guy. At this guy. point, I'm more Hispanic than that guy. <laughs> I'm is. serious, you know I mean? I'm man. Saying, you know, so it's always going to be rare. Uh, you know, the fact that I don't know why anybody would 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 want a job. I'm not saying that's what's going on here. I have the faintest idea. I mean, I, I think she's on my friend list, but I, I don't know her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, any t- I don't know how, why anybody would either want a place at Harvard or a job on TV or any other kind of job or opportunity because of the pigment of their skin. I don't know why anybody would want See, that. I, I want it based on my performance. Well, that's what I'm yeah, saying. The, the value that I add to the company. That's kind of like the minimum wage argument, too, right? Well, <laughs> you pay me a certain amount just for showing up. No, I pay you based on the value you bring to my company. Yeah. You want more money? You increase the value to my company. And I don't really care what your skin color is. And I'm, I agree with you. I wouldn't want a job. I wouldn't want them to give me a job just based on my skin color. It happens every day. It happens every well, day. I've been told as a manager. I was told. Right. Come down to a white guy or a brown guy or a white guy and a black guy. You you pick the minority. Always. Well, you know, and, and, and we live in a white, black, and brown world where everybody is either white, black, or brown. And it's, it's skin pigment. And I was talking about this over the weekend, I forget, I think with my wife, that we've almost developed an inflated sense of pride in that people, I'm, a pr- I'm proud of my skin color, okay, which is kind of like saying, I'm proud of my big toe. It's not something you have anything control of, any control over. That's why Martin Luther King. It's like you chose it. Well, that's what I mean. You decided. You didn't do anything about your, the freaking melatonin in your skin. Uh-huh. Or, you know, whatever, melanin or whatever the hell you melanin, call it. Melanin. Watermelon. Yeah. Melanin. 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 You know, yeah. and you don't have anything to do with it. Any more than you do with the, with the kind of hair you have, no. No. whether you have an elbow or not. It be, doesn't have anything to do. Be proud of your performance. Be proud of how you live your life. Your character. Be proud of how you live your life. That's right. And so this idea that somehow skin color should determine anything right. is everything, as far as what I've read and seen from Martin Luther King, everything that represents what he was up against. But see, when you're coming at it from the different, when you're coming at it from the Julian angle, it doesn't matter how good you are at no. your job. Doesn't matter if you're nope. a good anchor or not, and apparently she was. So this is not about her, right? I'm not talking about her. No, we're talking about the, the general in, idea. In general, in general. It, 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 Julian's thinking and people of his ilk who have this kind of thinking is, well, you should just, you know, the percentages, since San Antonio is a 76% Hispanic market, we should have 76% of Hispanics in all the job positions. That's not how it works. That's, not, a, that's not reality. That's not business. It depends on who smart applies for the, who goes well, for the job. I it, mean, you know, it depends, who shows it, up. Are, are they better at the job? Right, right. You know, it doesn't matter what color your skin is. Can you do this job? Apparently she could. Apparently she was really good at what she did. But the overall thinking that a certain percentage has to be, you know, it's got to match the population percentage is nuts. It's just absolutely well, that, nuts. That's the, they base that, that metric. That, they, they, they use that metric it's for quotas. everything. It's quotas. Okay, every single aspect of American life should reflect the population's skin color, you know, uh, uh, proportionally. 
which is impo- first off impossible. Right. Doesn't make any sense. And secondly, it's deeply racist. It's incredibly racist right. that skin color should be a determinant of anything. You can't even say you're colorblind now. We talked about this last week. You can't even talk about colored blindness anymore because then it takes away from the oppression of black and brown people and acts like it didn't happen. We've got to replace Morgan, don't we? Why? What? He's not representative of the audience. Morgan, Don, you got to go. Not, you're not. Yeah, yeah, the Look at this. We got, there, buddy. we got three white dudes sitting here. You <laughs> Why gotta, didn't you tell me this is 2 a.m.? I could have just slept in. Out you go. One of us has to go. Take, take your shopping cart and leave. <laughs> <laughs> There's a shopping your, cart out in the front take yard. Take your shopping cart and, and go somewhere with it. Okay. Up uh, The bridge under 35 is fine. Sure, get uh, get uh, out of here. It's kind of packed up there, but Bring. I'll make my way up. You you better be nicer. Easy's to be in that chair before you know it. Tell you right now. See how you are. <laughs> he knows he's safe and secure. He knows I'm full of crap. Anyway, so yeah, thanks, Julian, for once again uh, racing up the topic. <laughs> racing up the world. Racing up the world. Julian's all it's all about race, Julian. You know, why don't you go get yourself a basic Spanish speaking program, and then uh, you know maybe you can talk because he bit can't more about speak it. Spanish. I know because he can't. Uh, so, Don, what are you listening to these days? I mean, Music wise, yeah, I have to ask him at least once a week because he puts he he's got turntables, which is the coolest <laughs> thing in the world, and he Two he puts it up on, on a microphone. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I do. He does. <laughs> I, I figured you, you never know. And he puts it up on Facebook, whatever he's playing on his turntable. So, what are you listening to right now? Uh, I didn't listen to anything yesterday. Yeah, but no. Uh, that is that's weird. Yeah, that's, well, I was pretty busy yesterday. You see, yesterday you see how crazy yesterday was. Wear a mask if you're vaccinated. We had Peyton Place on TV for January 6th, and Don Morgan did not listen nope. to any music. Well, well, I didn't. Uh, I had to bring my wife's car in to get service yesterday. Oh. So there was five hours right there. Oh, so, man. man. Where'd you take it? That's crazy. That's Deal- at the dealership. Oh, well, there it you was go. Super, anyway, they were busy. That's right. the answer to that. Yeah. Yeah. So we should just do this every now and again. What is everybody listening to? So Don didn't hear anything yesterday. What are you listening to right now? What's well, yesterday I, I spent a lot of time listening to that, right? Which was a total waste of my oh, time. The, 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 the hearings yeah. and all that stuff. But I'll, I'll just tell you guys straight up, and I've been telling Greg this too. I've been when I when I'm switching to music in a, in a music station, I'm listening to Jack FM. Oh, I got and a great it, Mac, and know. it keeps sucking me back in. And I don't say that because they're down the hall. I don't care where they are, right? Uh, because I, I had been on uh, doing some Kono stuff and some other stuff and mm-hmm. energy and you know all that. I've been kind of bouncing around, you know. But uh, I hit Jack FM, and my radio's not coming off of it. I say, you know, I, when I'm not listening here, I listen to you when I leave. But when I'm not listening here, I I, yeah, I love Jack FM because I'm I'm kind of personally I'm kind of going through this uh, uh, rediscovery of all those classic grunge albums, you know, like right. STP and and yeah. Super Unknown uh, from Soundgarden. I got uh, M- I got uh, the MTV Unplugged Nirvana uh, CD delivered in the mail, so I'm listening to a lot of that stuff now because I forgot how great some of those records are. But Jack mixes that stuff in they in their do. general mix with the 80s stuff, and, and I like it. I like that mix. Well, you're wearing a Nirvana shirt, right? So yeah. I pick up Annabelle the other day, 14 years old, and we're driving down the road. Nirvana comes on Jack. Well, they love it. They, yeah. And young, young, yeah. It's smoking. I mean, it's yeah. re- really great. She's over there bobbing her head. I said, do you know this song? She said, I listen to it all the time. It's on her mix. Yeah, they, she's, she's got that T-shirt. My daughter, she's in, yeah, they're all into it. 14. Yeah. You know, my my daughter and I when she was I, she kind of figured it out though. She said because their music, I I said you know your I love your music is good, but it's so damn depressing. You know, what I mean it is, <laughs> well, isn't it? It's like it's just depressing. It's so Billie Eilish is dep- and she but said, you're wearing a Nirvana shirt. I know, but she's but listen, this is what she said, right? <laughs> Twenty years of age is what she said. The difference between my generation and your generation is you guys were all really pissed off. <laughs> We're just depressed. Right. <laughs> we just play the depressing music well, without the rage and the screaming. I know this is going to shock you, but I didn't get the whole '90s grunge thing. It just wasn't. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's, I know. I know yeah, that's no. shocking to you, right? No, but, but it just wasn't my thing. It just, you know, I was a bit more. I you know, I don't know. I it, it did seem it, even at that time it seemed down uh, right. to me. Yes, even, <laughs> yeah. it was so negative. It didn't play with me. It. Didn't play with me. Either. You didn't like it. No, you didn't not really. A big grunge person either. I, I like Stone Temple Pilots a lot. Yeah. I still do. I think they're wonderful. Right. Just a, just a group of talented musicians, but the rest of them were just kind of yeah. You know, why I, are you whining about? 
Why are you whining? <laughs> Seriously. Stop whining. You're a multimillionaire. <laughs> you know? You fly around on a jet airplane. You don't even have to dress well. You look like crap. Oh. Right? Like Kurt Cobain. You look oh. like crap. Oh. Right? Uh, you don't own uh. a good pair of shoes. So what are you pissed off about? What's, what's got you mad? I loved it. <laughs> I loved every second of it. I'm talking about them. I'm talking about the musicians. I know. Well, those guys that was my about. generation. I'm like, I loved it, man. I loved all the rage. I loved all the depressing crap. Right. Now, that's so, a shock to us. So I did some, I did some, at the time, I started poking around a little bit more into these, into these artists because, you know, we were getting the music in at the radio right. station. I'm like, I don't get it. You know, it's fine, I guess, but, you know. So I'm looking back, I'm like, oh, I guess the problem is both of your parents had jobs and you had to settle for a can of SpaghettiOs right. for dinner a couple nights That's ago. right. That's exactly <laughs> what I was. You know, you, you told it's me so a story. horrible to be you. You told me a story this morning. It was really cool, and we got to take a break, but let's just real briefly touch on it. Uh, I, I mentioned that I came across, I don't know, flipping the channels, came across a documentary. It was like four hours long about Garth Brooks. Right, right. And my uncle knew him because my uncle was a pastor of a big Baptist church in Stillwater, Oklahoma, where he's from, where Garth is from. So Garth and his trials and tribulations of going to Nashville and being in Nashville a couple hours and getting out because he hated the stinking place. And mm. they hated him. And then he went back and he was basically a jingle singer. He was a singer for ASCAP, which oh, wow. mm. you sing the demos and guys like the, the big country stars would come in and listen mm. and decide whether they wanted to record it. That's what Garth did for years right. until finally he had a hit record. The guy who broke him in New England, who was the first guy to play a Garth Brooks record in New England, is sitting right there. That was you. It was me. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Right. Oh, badass, man. <laughs> didn't even, and I was telling Trey, it was one of those, you know, you would get, this back then you would get the records. Right. The and they'd come in these plain white envelopes with the label's logo on the outside. And I had this feature on my show. Every Wednesday, I'd grab something that came in the mail. I'm like, we're just going oh, wow. to play it and see what happens. Right. Right. And I remember looking at the name and seeing Garth Brooks, well, you know, you can't get more country than that. It's a country station. Right? <laughs> right. It's a country, country station. station. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Much Too Young to Feel This Damn Old was, was the name of the song. <laughs> right, right. So, His first one, yeah. So let you... it play, and, you know, did very well. I mean, the phones lit up, you know, it did very well for us. And about a month and a half later, I got a letter in the mail from Capitol Records. Congratulations! You know, being the first to uh, wow. in the sector. Yeah. There you go. That's I'm still amazing. Wait, I'm still waiting for my gold record. <laughs> well, well you know, yeah. I, I don't have one of those. And I was going to say, he was the first one to play Garth Brooks, but they didn't buy him lunch. I mean, come oh, on. Didn't buy lunch, eat, man. Eat, it's nice to have that letter, but you couldn't eat it, could you? No. I, I, I probably would have tried at some point. But, <laughs> that's, that's cool, man. It was pretty lean back then. We know yeah. the star oh, yeah, I remember those yeah, days. No, no kidding. <laughs> All right, quick break. More Warren Rima on the other side. Coming up, Safe Showers is your place right Right now, for the safest experience, when you uh, when you get in the shower, it can be dangerous because the floor can get slippery from, uh, you know, shampoo and conditioner and all that stuff. And uh, as we get a little bit older, you know, we become a little less stable in our steps and what have you. And safe showers has a low step up entry. Okay, so you don't have to worry about uh, getting oh, you know. Uh, and the floor itself is a non-slip floor, so there's no whoa, hang on, you know. If you do need to hang on to something, they come with a grab bar and a beautiful shower caddy, and you can dress it up however you want to, beautiful colors or whatever, textures, everything like that. They're endless choices. And they can do it all in your bathroom, install your new safe shower, and take out what you got now in two days or less. Give them a call today. Talk to Joan or Chris over at Safe Showers. Be sure you say Trey said hey. Uh, safe Showers, 210-655-1111. AccuWeather forecast, partly sunny today, 94. Tomorrow and Friday, going to be a uh, high tomorrow of 93, high on Friday of 95. Hey, and FM 1071. This is a, not a common event, so I don't want people to be thinking that all kinds of vaccinated people are transmitting it. No, it's a very unusual, rare event, but it occurs. All right. Where in Rima, Trey, where Sean Rima? What's up? Oh, uh, just uh, this culmination of a case out of new jersey which i'm not exactly sure how to how to think uh you have a woman in new jersey who lives with her mom and she's angie biden and she put up a bunch of uh, <laughs> signs in her front yard off the exit there and uh, uh it was blank biden with the the f word mm-hmm. biden bs you know except the yep. whole word yeah you know, all kinds of profanity. And uh, uh, the city said, hey, you know, these are, we have anti-obscenity laws. Mm-hmm. Need to take them down. They were fining her, I think, 250 bucks a day. ACLU jumps in. Right. And says, we're going to take this to court. 
because that's her freedom of speech, and the town backed down because uh, largely it's believed they didn't have the they didn't want to spend the money. It's a very very small town. It's only like thirteen hundred people uh, that live in this town in New Jersey, and uh, they didn't want to put the money out to to fight the case legally. So she keeps keeps you know gets to keep her signs out in her yard. She's keeping it classy. Well, I, that's where I'm a little divided on it because she's also she also lives near a school, so little kids you know walk take the by sign down, that. woman. Well, I mean, obviously she's not, but I mean, uh, you know, I, I like the idea that the ACLU would defend somebody who is not a Biden supporter, but at the same time, she's kind of being trashy. She's totally and, trashy. You know, uh, she she's may totally have trashy. she may have the free speech to do it, but you know, again, when kids are in the vicinity and we'll see that, I think it becomes a slightly different thing. A community has a right to set their standards of obscenity, right? right. So we, they they have every right in the world to tell her to remove the signs. And uh, I, I am a I am a number one staunch uh, advocate of the First Amendment free speech. But I'm also uh, this might shock you and surprise you. I'm not a Biden supporter, you know. So no, yeah, I know people who've actually Trey Ware is not a Biden supporter. And I know people who've actually used those words when talking about Joe Biden. So this is not defending him or anything. This is just have some class, lady. Have some freaking class. And you know, if you live in that neighborhood. You know, you live around the corner, you live on that street, you live next door to her. That's the last thing you want to be seeing. Well, it's like, remember the people, I think they were here in Texas, who, who had uh, on their car blank Trump and uh, and a bunch of stuff like that, a bunch right. of cuss words. Right. You know, it, it's, it's yeah, you're right. It's it's not very class. With a with a freedom, if you will, with a freedom comes a certain amount of responsibility that's as a, well. Boom, you just you know? said it. So. Yeah, that's exactly, that's, I say that over and over again, that freedom equals responsibility personal responsibility and you know it's just it, it, as i said have some class the only, the only argument i could make is that it is it is new jersey where the f word is a pronoun basically well, sure it so is. you know it's a sure it she may not even realize she was cussing yeah <laughs> really seriously i mean they, they say it with every other word right oh, yeah. but she knew and right. she banned provocative and, yeah, she probably has a right, free speech, First Amendment. Yeah, she has a right to use that, that kind of language. But there's also community standards, and you need to be a, I, a, a good member of society. I did think it was interesting that the ACLU took on her cause. Oh, it's totally interesting. Because that's not something you see very often. Yeah, no, no. They uh, you, would, you would anticipate they would have done the opposite. Yeah, yeah precisely. Yeah. You would anticipate you know, that they would be the fighting. The liberal organization down. predominantly. But, you know, you got to think about your neighbors. Be a good neighbor. Yeah. Right? You know. Like, I try to mow my lawn or get somebody to mow my lawn so it doesn't get too long. Be a good neighbor, you know? Pull the recycling thing up. If your house stinks, don't put, find don't, out why. Don't put cuss words on your on your, on your your signs in the front yard. <laughs> right. If your house stinks. You know, find out why it's stinking. Find why it's, you don't want to stink up the neighborhood. No, you know. Pick you, up the dog crap. If the paint is peeling and falling, <laughs> that's right. Pick up the dog crap. And if, it, if the paint's peeling, put a little paint on it here and there. Just make it look good because you're in the neighborhood. We didn't have a, a lawnmower for a long time, so we finally found some guy who would do it for us relatively cheap. Cheaply, sure. Because we had a really big backyard, the front yard will get you know pretty hairy pretty quickly when it's uh, we get a little rain. But for the longest time, we couldn't get anybody to mow our lawn, and we didn't have a lawnmower, and we felt like the bad neighbors. Like we're the bad neighbors so, who don't mow their lawn. So you're on a cul de sac, that radio right? guy. He doesn't mow his lawn, man. You're, you're on a cul de sac, right? Yes. So here's how you solve that: you you get the same guy who does everybody else's. That's what we did. So everybody gets theirs done at the same time. So if yours is a little bit long, so is everybody else's because it's the same dude. <laughs> so nobody's complaining about the length of your lawn because right. theirs, is, theirs is too. Crafty. And he comes in one day and knocks them all down. This gets, takes him 20 minutes. To takes do him 20 minutes to do the whole thing, yeah. Okay, quick break. More wearing rhyme on the other side. Um, I can't say enough great things about Alamo water softeners, right? I was with this company from the very beginning, from when it started, because I was buying water softeners from Alan Townsend when he was with Brand X, right? And he came to me one day as a friend, and he said, I'm going to do this on my own because I can build it better. We can build it in San Antonio, and I want to be an entrepreneur. I I, I want to control my own destiny, and man, did he. And uh, I bought the first one. I said, give it to me. Let's do it. And it's been a great relationship ever since. Now, Alan's gone, but his family, meaning Trevor and Sarah and the whole family are there taking care of you every day. Every day, they make sure that you're comfortable with what they do, that they're answering all of your questions, that what your needs are when it comes to your water, whether it's purification, taking out the contaminants, or softening your water, they not only meet 
your expectations, they exceed your expectations like nobody I've seen before. I know it, you know, it sounds almost impossible, but they do it. That is their commitment, a commitment to excellence in everything they do. That's what Alamo Water Softeners has been about since day one. And I know I've been there the whole time. So you can trust them. And when you log on to alamowatersofteners.com, make sure you stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at ktsa.com. So, Governor Greg Abbott announced yesterday to KTSA.com on our uh, news page that he's going to send the National Guard to El Border to shore it up and help the Border Patrol down there with their arrests and all that. Uh, now, you know, I like Greg Abbott. You know that. Yeah. But uh, a little late. <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think this is something. I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad you're doing it, Greg. I think this is good that you're doing it. Don't misunderstand. But that should have been day one, man. I'm, I'm putting them down on the border, and yes, they're going to be armed, and yes, they're going to keep pe- people from coming into the state of Texas. Yeah. So I'm glad you're doing it. Just I wish you would have done it sooner. I, I reacted. That's kind of how I react because I, 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 when I first saw the story, I'm like, what? Didn't he already do that? You know, yeah. I had to think for a second. Right. Because we, we, we've been at this for a while since the inauguration, oh. since the week of the inauguration when he yeah. uh, re- rolled back all the uh, policies, Trump policies. Yep. Yeah, and I had to double. I had to think about it twice. Like, well, I thought he already did that, yeah. and I realized no, he hadn't. I mean, again, I'm like you. It's like good dudes with guns on the border. That's great. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be armed. I would. Well, I would have them armed. You know, I, I would. I would have them ready to go. Military. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, but I, I, it's a war I, zone down there. It is, and so I'm. I'm happy he did it. Yeah. But you're right, man. It took a little while, hey. man, didn't it? Well, just a smidge. Yeah, a bit of time. I. I still think you know uh, between him and the others, uh, Texas is going to be in pretty good shape. Um, teens suspect of beating this uh, New York firefighter. The suspects have been charged with gang assault. Their parents turned them in. They're 14 and 15. Mom and dad said, come with me. I, I just saw this story. Uh, it's just We're just finding this out now. It was this retired uh, uh, firefighter Yep. Uh, walking through a park in Queens, yep. walking his dog, and there's a whole bunch of teenagers there. And it's it's it, this is one of those stories where you really see that we're on a really bad path in this country. Thugs. Just a bunch of teenagers. They swarm this guy. They beat the hell out of him. Luckily, he he survived without any serious injuries. But they swarmed him, and uh, uh, and they were teenagers, fourteen and fifteen years of age. Are yeah. the two they got? Yeah. And their parents turned them in. Their parents turned good. them in. Good for their parents. Well, good, you know. man. Good for do. Good. Good for doing it. I, I saw a video. I don't know, Facebook like last week or something, and um, two guys were in a store, right? And Mama comes strolling in, and she said, "I told you to get home." <laughs> and he turned around, he popped off at Mama, said something, uh. you know. And she said, "Whack!" The next thing he felt was whack, and she grabbed, him, and he was bigger than she was, right? And she grabbed him and threw him on the ground, and he's trying to get away from her, and she's whooping him and kicking him. <laughs> You're coming with me? I don't know. He's like you know, probably seventeen, eighteen. I, I, you know, he's a high schooler, big, big boy. But Mama wasn't having none of it. Then she grabbed him by the shirt and drug him out of that store. You know, you are coming right. home with me? Um, uh, you know that. that that takes in today's world with all the cameras everywhere. That takes some extra special guts. But he did the wrong thing. He popped off at mama. But yeah, I'm glad to see that some parents are are doing this kind of thing because I think it's one of the most disturbing things is that the younger they get, they just have absolute. I mean, we I forget the story where they're in a, a, a supermarket somewhere and uh, a girl got knifed, uh, you know, by a bunch of teenagers uh, and died in that story. I think it was out in California. And obviously, there's no hesitation with a lot of young people, not saying all of them, but with certain young folks, to, like, stomp you, beat the hell out of you, record it, put it on social media, take whatever you got on you. I don't know why they feel so... Maybe it's the riots from last summer. Maybe it's all the the chaos in the streets. But, man, this business of just swarming somebody and beating the hell out of them. Right. It's got to stop. It's disturbing as hell, man. It has to stop. Because who are they going to be when they're 30? And and it's stopped. The the stopping begins at home. So, like this mama did, she went and took control of the situation, and I told you to get home, and he wasn't going to go with her. And he ended up going with her. Uh, there was no no question about who was in command of that situation. Uh, a lot of parents, no, I won't say a lot of parents. Some parents today 
do not pay any attention to what their kids are doing. Uh-huh. None whatsoever. And they're little hellions, and they're running around doing whatever they want to do. Little hellions grow up to be big hellions. Well, I, and I wonder what it is, because I, I, I've always thought that it's, it's, and certainly I've been guilty of this myself on occasion, where uh, the style of parenting is, I want to be my kid's friend. No! I no. want to be my kid's buddy, man. Uh-uh. No, you're hey, not. Hey, champ. Hey, buddy. It's not you know? your job. And, and, I uh, am not your friend. Right. <laughs> and, and I think that's where it's, what it's born out of. Right. Plus, I think mom and dad very often are just staring at their damn phones like everybody that's else That's all is. it is, man. You know? That's all it is. When you, when you see a, a family sitting at a restaurant somewhere, and they're all sitting there on the phone, or I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen mom, and she's got four or five kids around. No dad. Who knows where dad is, right? And she's got four or five kids around. She's staring at the phone. The kids are doing whatever they want to do. Man, I saw this coming. Ten, when they first came out with the little keyboard phones, remember those? I do. Kind of the first time, when that first wave of... They weren't exactly smartphones yet at that point, like 10 years ago. I remember it well. And I was still working at the Pizza Hut in, mm. in Colorado. You'd see it in there, wouldn't you? You'd see it all. The, you'd see, it was, it was, at that time, it was a new phenomenon to yeah. see where you'd see an entire family at a pizza place on a Friday night, and nobody's talking, and they're all staring at their devices. I'll tell you what I saw the other day when I was flying back from Florida. <clears throat> you know, you, you sit at the front of the airplane, and there's no seats in front of you, the first row. Right. It's the bulkhead, the wall. Right. I'm seeing guys our age and women our age taking their stinky old shoes off and putting their feet up on that bulkhead. <laughs> People just don't care anymore. Putting their feet on a wall in an airplane, right. and they're our age. Right, now, right. they didn't learn that at our age. When did they learn that was okay? When did they learn that was okay? It's a cash world, man. They learned it when they were kids. No, Their parents never oh, said to right. them, take your feet off they didn't put that wall in this airplane for you to put your feet on. Take your feet off that wall, boy. Nobody ever told them that when they were young. Right. So now they're in their 50s. They're putting their feet on the wall. It's right. okay. you got to be taught that stuff, you man. Gotta be like, taught please that stuff and young. thank you. That's please okay. and thank you. Get off there. That's not where your feet belong. Take your stinky old feet off the airplane. Put them on the floor of the airplane. Well, the thing about manners, you got to have manners. And the thing about manners is that really, I mean, for the crowd that talks about mutual respect, that's really what it is. They have none. Most manners that we call, things that we call, you know, manners, are a way of showing respect for other human beings. It's really what it is. It's simple things. Please and thank you. Don't chew with your freaking mouth open, which is something I can't stand. Yeah, I hate no, that. Drives oh, you crazy. God, I hate that. Yeah, it does. Or putting your feet up on an airplane bulkhead like that, mm-hmm. or you know, letting the door hit somebody in the face behind you when you're going out of a place, which is another thing I can't stand. I hold the door for dudes, man. I don't care who it is. Yeah, and and do you double back if if you per chance make the mistake and miss one? Do you double back and grab the door and say, "I'm so sorry"? I apologize. I, I just did that. it. Yeah, like, I'm I so sorry, dude. I, knew, I didn't know you were behind me. I just did yeah. that two weeks ago. Had the same thing happen. I opened the door, went through the door, didn't see the guy because I guess he rushed up behind me or something. Right. And then I saw him out of the corner of my eye. And I grabbed the door. I said, "I'm so sorry, man." He said, "Hey, no worries, no problem." Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it was. I'm worried about that. It, 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 you're seeing more and more of it, though. Civility, you know? right? Civility. Civility. Now, I, I, I have to, you know, just so I'm not caught in a moment of hypocrisy, I also come to work in my jammies. But I, well, I don't dress for work. I mean, you're, this is about as good as it's going to get. But a lot of that has to do with getting up early, and, and uh, especially now with stuff. Well, I, neither I just, one of us, uh, you know, I, I stand at the head of the screw-up line. Okay, I right. stand at the head of the screw-up line. So everybody get behind me. Neither one of us is saying we're holier than that. No, it's just a no. commentary on what we see happening in society. It's how people treat each other. Yeah, it is. It's how people treat each other. I think the whole idea of community is what we're losing. So, so I'll give you an idea, and then if you want to, if you want to take this as kind of a mantra and use it, you're welcome to it. Try this out. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Where have you heard that? I don't know. Sounds like some radio guy said. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. That's the whole thing right there. That's everything right there. I don't even know where the hell I came up with that. You'll hear that at 11 o'clock every day right here on KTSA. Carzeus.com is where you'll hear about being able to sell your car without any headache and hassle. you got too many headaches and hassles already in life. Why do you want to add another one? When it comes time to sell your car or your truck, you don't need to you know, add any headaches. What you need to do is subtract headaches, and that's the business that Carzeus is in, subtracting headaches from your life. If you're, if you're looking to sell it now, you need the cash or you're ready to buy something else. And the traditional way is, well, I'll just take it to the dealer and trade it in. You're not getting what you ought to get out of it if you're doing that. And it still could be a time commitment for you. Well, at Carzeus, Carzeus.com, they take all that away. They take all the chaos away, all the hard times away. They make it easy peasy for you to sell your vehicle. And they're not going to rush you. So here's the deal. If you log on to today, you know, Carzeus.com. 
They send you a free no-obligation offer. If you want to jump on it today, feel free. Get on with it. But if you want to wait, no worries at all. You move at your own pace. It's so easy to sell your car or truck today.